ones. You are listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, and I am Janine. My guest today is Carrie Hummingbird. My first delightful conversation with Carrie was in December of 2020, and that's episode 106. If you'd like to check it out, I'll also put a link in the show notes. And our topic at that time was transcending the human drama. Lots of that happening these days. You might wanna, <laughs> you might wanna check that out. Our topic today focuses on her new book, Inner Medicine, Becoming One with Mother Earth for the Survival of Humanity. I know I'm intrigued and I'm looking forward to this conversation. Now, the book also, it's in pre-order right now. Uh, it comes out actually on April 22nd. So anyway, since we've already talked, I'm just going to get to a, do a short bio so that we can get right into our topic. Carrie writes, years ago, I found the end of the rope and took a leap of faith to follow spirit. I found the courage to walk away from everything I had built up until that point in my life. I encourage you to leap into the unknown when spirit calls because in my experience, it opens up a magical doorway to a meaningful, fulfilling life. Carrie Hummingbird's soul guide is a channel of and an embodiment of White Eagle, an ascended master, who specializes in rainbow light activation of human DNA. She has served as a social activist, leader, and philanthropist for over three decades. She is the founder of the Skills Not Pills movement and host of Soul Nectar Show. Carrie inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with an authenticity, passion, and purpose that positively impacts others. And a little something about her book. This new book by number one international best-selling author, Carrie Hummingbird Sammy, I see you've added another name to your name, uh, <laughs> will, <laughs> will inspire you to walk in beauty, become a luminous warrior, and be on the frontier of a whole new humanity. Homo luminous. Mm. Hi, Carrie. Welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me back, Janine. I appreciate it. <laughs> so let's start. What is the Sammy part of your name? Because I don't think you had that three three years ago. Oh, I did, but I wasn't using it publicly. Ah, okay. But yes, it's my married name. So mm. my people often ask me, is your name actually Carrie Hummingbird? And <laughs> Yes, as a matter of fact, my driver's license says Carrie Hummingbird Sami. <laughs> so that is my name. Awesome. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since we last talked. A little summary of your work. Well, uh, <laughs> the last time that we, it's like hard. What else has <laughs> happened? Um, the last time I spoke with you, we were talking about the second wave, transcending the human drama. And that book was really a channel text that I received um, over a course of a month and a half or so of okay. just channeling these messages in. <clears throat> and I was pretty early in my journey about remembering who I am. So I thought, wow, this is pretty cool that I can channel this text in. <laughs> it seems like people are really responding to it very well. And, and you know, that book is still on the charts. It's 188, 189 weeks, something like that by now. So it's, it's popular still. Right. And... Yeah, it's great, you know, and I, it was a quick book to write and I didn't have to think too much. So yay. <laughs> but the next book I wrote was not that easy. It was, uh, it was a three year process of writing the next book. And that book is, um, everybody who reads that book loves the book, but it is a big book. It's called Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. 
And so I, yeah, you can imagine, you know, um, healing the mother wound is tough work and it's, um, mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. hard to do that. It's hard to face that topic. And so the people that did read the book find a great deal of value from it, but it's not as popular as the second wave book, but it's, um, it was a good, uh, amount of mastery, mastery work, um, mm -hmm. that, that went into that, that book. So that, that took a few years, um, that coincided with my dad, um, my favorite dad departing and leaving us and, mm -hmm. uh, watching from afar or, or from right next to me, depending on the day, um, <laughs> behind the veil. But, um, yeah, that, that was a lot of work. And I know a lot of women have gone through that, um, transition of losing the, the positive, um, patriarchal figure, you know, that sort of like holds the family together and having to step into that messy territory of like, mm. how are, who, how, who's going to bring love to this family now? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and being the one that's chosen, you know, because you're the one that's awake to it. So that book covers a lot of that ground and being a mom to, um, two young, younger sons, um, to, well, they're actually like in their 20s now and learning how to be a mom to young adult men you know and and giving space for them to live their life and so that book covers a lot of territory and i was in that territory and i still am on the verges of that territory now but it coming on the other side uh so that that was a lot of that work went into that um, book and was my focus and then as soon as I finished that, about a year and a half later, I, I was kind of not really sure what was next, but I was starting to teach um, the medicine wheel. I was starting to teach how to um, connect with the four directions and Mother Earth and Father Sky and um, was beginning to teach the Mesa path, which is a path that I have walked, um, the Mesa being the primary instrument of medicine from the uh, Caro people in uh, the Sacred Valley in Peru. Okay. It's um, one of their traditions and mm -hmm. ways that they connect with spirit. And it could it basically put everything inside your universe. The cloth is your universe and everything that goes inside of it is you representing mm -hmm. you and your universe. Okay. And I got the sign, go ahead and start teaching this path. And I thought, who me <laughs> okay um sure i guess that's okay and double check triple checked and quadruple checked and i was like i'm getting the same message okay so i'm and then my astrology chart shows it that that's the line of my wisdom that i'm here to bring is through the Andean mountains and so i thought okay mm -hmm. that must be true mm -hmm. so okay i'm gonna follow my heart i mean i do love the mesa and and so i started teaching um, this Mesa path. And, uh, it's been a really interesting process stepping out into that, um, that kind of medicine of earth keepers and mm -hmm. building earth keepers, you know, and teaching the medicine wheel and how to, how to interact with, um, the four directions and the earth and sky. And it's a lot to mm -hmm. teach. And mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Carrie, I want to ask you before you go on, what initially drew you to Peru? Um, synchronicity. <laughs> so, ah, yes. <laughs> I mean, that lovely synchronicity. Um, I actually have been studying with um, 
uh, a teacher locally in Austin that uh, was a self-taught uh, shamanistic teacher okay. and and had gotten a lot of value from working with him and and then I had met um, another teacher that was um, a protege of Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, Heather mm. Ashamara. I had met her locally at this Be the Change conference. And so I was already heading out to start, study with her. And that felt right and true to me. And then at the last minute, one of those right-hand turns happened. <laughs> and um, somebody said, hey, uh, one of my friends had been perusing some website where they had some free offers. Um, and she said, hey, I think you resonate with this. And it was Alberto Vialdo. It was one of his classes mm, from the mm -hmm. Four Winds. And of course, he is a medicine. He's a bridge from the Carol people in, um, in, in South America and Peru and the West. And I saw his video and I thought, why, yes, that does appeal to me. <laughs> and thank you very much. And I ended up getting the free class. So I applied, you know, to get to win and I won. And, awesome. and yeah, so I started both paths at the same time, working the four winds as well as the work, uh, the Toltec work with Heather Ashmara. So that was part of my path. Wow. Oh, that sounds pretty heavy. It was a lot all at once. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think it hasn't changed. Okay. So like I keep saying it's a lot all at once. And I, that it must be my pattern because I, I tend to have a lot all at once. <laughs> and and it sounds it's like happening. you thrive on it. I think I do. Like I, I find a little bit of delight in it. You know, mm -hmm. I I did recently because I also now since all those times, I've also studied with the Power Path, and I continue to study with them. And uh, now, what every is year, that? I haven't heard that one. I don't think. Oh, the Power Path is a Jose Stevens. Uh, is the the sage of that the scholar mm -hmm. and he has a, a bunch of great books out there just for anybody who wants to like look at their psychology intensively he's got one great book called um transforming your dragons by mm -hmm. jose stevens and that book will just if you really want to get a handle on your your um addicted patterns of being you that book reveals everything so it's wow. very okay. triggering Trans <laughs> transforming your patterns transforming your dragons your dragons okay because mm -hmm. i'll uh, i'll find since you're recommending that so highly i will uh find that and put a link on the show notes jose stevens yeah okay great it's All a right. really great book and so that path i've been walking for a number of years now as you know after i finished my four winds training i started walking with with uh, the power path and and uh every year we do a pilgrimage down to the indigenous uh teachers we have down in mexico uh mm. called the wishataka and um they're also called the Wichal, but they don't like that name so you know we study mm -hmm. with them and um and they have an annual pilgrimage and and it's a bid for power it's a way to expand your power and so i've been um expanding my power and this and this last time i almost <laughs> didn't make it up to the top of the mountain because i had pushed too many things inside my you know too many pounds inside my my bag right <laughs> like mm. i just i i just had too many things going on all at once but i did end up making it to the top and i i completed the the mission but uh, yeah, I, I still like to just pack it in, you know, because I'm here for a short time. <laughs> right. I want right. to experience everything. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny that you should say that, because um, I was told once by a psychic that <clears throat> that was uh, why I came here was to experience. Uh, well, she said that I create planets. Um, she saw me 
and anyway, um, and I said, well, what am I doing here then? And she said, you came here because you wanted to experience what it's like to live on a planet. And I thought, wow, that makes sense. Because it's, you know, I, I never like stick with one thing. I'm always either, you know, living in different places and different people and, and constantly learning and learning and, and, you know, trying, like you just said, trying to pack in as much as I can. <laughs> Yeah, because we know that this life experience is precious and it doesn't mm -hmm. last forever. And, you know, as soon as you come, as soon as you leave this incarnation and you come back in again, you're going to forget all the stuff. So, you know, you want to like pack as much in while you still remember. You know? Right, so. right. And and you do, I think, you, I mean, um, you do bring those skills back with you too. It, it might take yeah. something to activate them again, right? But you you don't lose all that you've learned. You don't lose all that you learn, but you just, you know, hopefully you remember it. Right. It depends on the incarnation plan, right? So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, this one I was very much in my forgetting. I had no idea what was going on until about 38-ish, 40. Mm -hmm. Then I started waking up. But you think, gosh, that's a long time. You know, that's how many decades of being sleepy. But it all serves a purpose, you know, it. it you have to understand the human experience and the only way to understand the human experience is to think you're only human. Right. And then, you know, so you're in that for a while. Right. Right. Carrie, was there any one uh, particular thing or, or something that happened that, that started you becoming awake on your path? Well, yeah, I think it was misery. Mm, <laughs> that'll do it. You know, misery was a really good teacher. I, I was really ungrateful and really unhappy with my life and depressed and, and going through a dark night of the soul, although I didn't know that's what that was. Mm -hmm. And I just thought these pills aren't really working. Of course, I wasn't really heeding the instructions of don't drink alcohol with them. So, you mm. know, I was, <laughs> oh, yes, I was, I was very much fun in that way. But I, I get to the bottom of this falseness, you know, and, and my that I created for myself. And I, I was disgusted by it, honestly, and I didn't want to do it anymore. And I didn't want to be so constrained and I wanted to be free. And my, my answer to that for a short time was, well, let me just be liberated from this entire life. And luckily, I didn't, you know, I wasn't successful in that. And so... Mm -hmm. I stuck around and for my kids, I got a couple boys, as I mentioned, I mm -hmm. didn't want to leave them motherless. And so that, that really helped me to stay, you know, then at some point you have to learn, you have to decide to live for yourself, you know, and not for anybody else, mm -hmm. only because you want to live. And, and I think that's, that's a transition I eventually came to, but that's what started me on the journey was my sons. I didn't, you know, I knew I didn't want to be here anymore and I knew I didn't want to leave them motherless. So I needed to find some way to bridge the gap on that. Mm hmm. Interesting. Because I think, you know, so many people are in more than more than usual in a, a difficult, challenging place because of all that's been going on these last few years. I know that the rates of suicide for especially for younger people um, has skyrocketed. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's, you know, finding a purpose, deciding uh, that you want to be here and finding a reason to want to be here. I think that's, I think that's what's really important. It is. And I, I really feel for anyone who is um, feeling that suicidal or who has somebody in your life that's feeling that because it's really hard to feel that. And when you're feeling that, 
you're really not thinking very clearly, I can guarantee. Um, there's a lot of fog inside the mind and a lot of distortion and a lot of untruth actually happening inside the mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a necessary part to go through on a spiritual journey. And you want to be sure you make it through to the other side, because on the other side is the truth and clarity. And that is such a relief to experience after that long, cold night of, of false lies and, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, it's like that, that journey through the shadow of death is, um, is very disillusioning. But on the other side is the clarity. And it's like, if you've been walking through the desert and, you know, all of a sudden you have a nice cold glass of water, it's like that. It's like so mm -hmm. refreshing. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you've got so much um, wisdom from that journey that it's like easy to stay, you know, because mm -hmm. now you see through the whole matrix. It's like, oh, that's what that is. So I don't like people to give up too soon, you know, right. like right. try not to give up. Try to like just get some support. Try to talk to somebody about what you're feeling. Try to connect with others. There's more than just you that feels that way. If you connect mm -hmm. together, you can share share each other's hearts and it'll really help you get through it. And by the other side of it, you'll be grateful you stayed because there's so much to live for once you realize you're who you really are and you get out of that conditioned self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a good segue. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, I was going to say because there is, there's so much depression and hopelessness right now. And um, yeah, we have to, we have to be able to accept that and then move through it and come out on the other side better. That's what I'm counting on. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, you can get through the, you can get through it. You just need probably a guide, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. having, having somebody who's been there through, that's why it's so great to listen to podcasts because there's a bunch of podcasters who readily share their story about having been suicidal and getting through the other side, you know, so there's so many inspiring stories out there. You can easily just type in and Google and find some. Mm -hmm. And definitely on my podcast, there's lots of stories and your podcast, there's lots of stories. And we, those stories, like use those as inspiration on that dark night. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, stay with it. Yes. Inspiration is so important right now. So, okay. So your book, uh, what's the title of your book again? Inner Medicine, Becoming One with Mother Earth for the Survival of Humanity. Sure sounds timely to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I saw that in um, the first, like there's four sections, uh, the four directions. You start with South and then move to West and then North and East. And so I thought uh, a good, that kind of a fun thing to do would be I picked out uh, a topic from each direction and we can take it wherever it goes. <laughs> so the reason I said good segue is because I picked for the South uh, the topic realizing your conditioning. Mm. Really important to realize your conditioning. And, you know, I want to say for anybody who does medicine wheel work and it's like, how come she starts with the South? Mm -hmm. I start with the South because the South is where you are right now. 
in your life. Okay. And most people are unconscious in Western civilization. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have to start with when we wake up, which is in the middle of all the mess. (laughs) That's when Mm -hmm. we wake up. So we start with the South because the South helps us ground into our bodies and get our feet on the ground and open our hearts and realize there's something bigger than us that's moving through us and all around us. We're not alone. The South is so good at that beautiful medicine of compassion and holding space for us to wake up. Mm -hmm. So that's why I start with the South. And the first task of any person waking up is to realize that you've been conditioned. You've been conditioned to be thinking of yourself as separate. Mm -hmm. You've been conditioned to use your mind to process everything, even though it's not really capable of processing everything. Your mind is woefully unequipped mm-hmm. to help you on your journey. And, and so the, you know, the realizing your conditioning is being willing to start asking the questions and looking deeper and peeling back the veils and looking at things closer to see, okay, what do I actually think my life is about? Hmm. And You know, when you start asking those questions, you start realizing the way you think about your life is only because somebody told you that's what it was. Hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. you didn't like think you had to go to college. Somebody told you you had to go to college. True. Mm -hmm. Or it was just expected. Mm -hmm. It was expected, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you got into a job and you had to work like 70 hour weeks. Well, because everybody else is doing it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so you start slipping into this way of living because of everyone else. Right. Right. And it may not be who you and most likely not <laughs> be who you really are. Exactly. And so and the more institutions that you engage with, the more that's true. Like mm-hmm. if you have you go to a church, you've been taught what it means to be a good person and you've been taught who's, you know, who to listen to and who not to. If you um, start to get, you know, because in your early 20s, you you start to find out about life and you might start to run up against some things. And so then who's going to help me with it? Well, then you find out, oh, well, these people with these three little letters after their name are the people that you go Mm -hmm. to talk to Mm -hmm. because they've Mm -hmm. been trained specially by approved people to do exactly (laughs) the right thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you get told that these are the only people you should ever talk to. And, and, and then you get told that the only person that knows what to do with your body is this person with these other three letters. Mm-hmm. or these two letters md you know mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. these are the only people that have the answers for you so you kind of when you start off in your life you're very innocently believing all of this right right and i'll and i'll say that for those who are have been waking up these last three years <laughs> it's it's quite a um uh how do i want to say i i think for a lot of people it's quite a shock that a lot of these two letter <laughs> two-letter and three-letter professionals have not had their best interests at heart. Or that they didn't actually know what they were doing and they were kind of like three mm-hmm. stooging it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. I mean, right. it's really kind of scary when you realize that you put all your faith and trust in these institutions and actually they're just guessing. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So how do we get out of our conditioning? How do we, how do we uh, recognize it and transform it or transmute it or shift it? I'm not sure how yeah. you would describe it. Well, that's where I always recommend that people start opening sacred space. Okay. And so all of my books have an invocation to open sacred space. And this okay. is really calling on what the indigenous people have known for a long time is that, you know, you're on earth. On earth, there are directions that help you orient yourself to truth. Okay. And those directions are the south, the west, the north, and the east. And mm -hmm. the earth and the sun, the moon, the stars above, right? So you, mm -hmm. it's real simple. We all know it because it's all over the maps, but they're not just directions on a map. They're actually consciousness beings that help you orient yourself. Hmm, okay. So you start by, you know, opening sacred space, or if you have another way of going within to orient yourself, you want to get oriented from the inside and stop putting power, your power outside of you to external sources and start yes. bringing your power back in to yourself. Okay. That and, sounds, you know, yeah. To your wisdom, right? Because mm -hmm. all of the conditioning, if you look across the spectrum of conditioning, it's all designed to make you put your power outside yourself as if somebody else has the answer for you. True. Mm -hmm. And so if you just do the opposite of that and start putting the energy back in yourself, which is what meditation is, right? Like closing mm -hmm. your eyes and going within, mm -hmm. that then you start getting answers inside instead of outside. And so that's the number one way to start disrupting the conditioning is to stop believing it's true. Notice it, but stop believing it's true. Go inside and be asking for like, what is more true for me? Because your path is unique, you, mm -hmm. you know? Nobody else has your path. It's part of what you're saying to begin to really question everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. Like get really good at questions. <laughs> And, you know, and this is where the four agreements comes in really handy. It was mm. one of my first spiritual yes. books that I got. And it's like invaluable, you know, it's like, don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Be impeccable with your word. Do your best. Don't make assumptions. Like, don't believe that what you got told was true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. A little bit about that book, because and there may be people who don't, you know, haven't heard of it. But I, I remember when I had Ravenwood, when I had my aromatherapy company, I bought copies for all my employees. I mean, I bought so many copies of that over the years to give away because I've always felt that if everyone on this freaking planet lived by those four agreements, it would be a completely different place. It would clean up a whole lot of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, the four agreements teaches you about the smoky mirror. Yeah. And, you know, most people don't realize that what they are perceiving that they think is true is only an illusion based in their conditioning that they're perceiving. Mm -hmm. And as you start to question that illusion, it starts to clear it up more because whatever you thought was true from your mind based on your conditioning Somewhere deep inside, you this other part of you went, that's not true. 
this other part of you has been arguing with it the whole time. Your mm. body has been telling you, I don't believe this is true. Your body gets all twisted up in knots when you do the things that you're supposed to do according to your conditioning. Your body gets, your stomach gets upset, right? It twists and turns. Mm -hmm. It's like, this isn't the right way to be. Stop doing this. You know, often think about people that have been really highly conditioned by white supremacy, for example. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, their bodies are telling them, this is not right to treat somebody this way. Mm -hmm. Stomachs twisting in knots. It's not okay to, to act that way towards another person. No matter what is being said at church about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and everything is twisted, you know? And so you have to kind of like be able to start peeling back these layers of what you taught, what you were taught was the correct way to think and perceive life, which is actually based on conditioning and could be based on ancestral conditioning, could be mm -hmm. based on generations and generations of sort of gaslighting oneself or one's family to not see the truth because that would mean there would be a reckoning, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So Carrie, what, so what came to me as a, a way and correct me if you, this isn't part of how you work, but is to question, you know, how do I know this is true? What, why do I think this is true? You know, where's the evidence for this truth for me? Yeah. And you know, one of the ways that I is always use ceremony. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of the best ceremonies is a fire release ceremony. Okay. And the most powerful fire release ceremony is the one where you are willingly giving everything you think is true over to the fire. Mm. Like you just surrender it all. And then whatever remains afterwards shows up in your reality afterwards has a more of a sheen of truth to it because you surrendered all, all this other stuff. And the reason that's important is because things are not just isolated little bits of information. Right. They're all connected as part of a great web of a way of perceiving the world. Mm -hmm. So when you mm -hmm. want to perceive the world a different way, you can't just piecemeal it like, well, I only want to get rid of this one little piece, but I want to keep everything else. But when you start unraveling that, <laughs> you start to pull on the threads and you start unraveling it, you find out that it's all connected, actually. So when you really want to be free, you have to be willing to just let go of the whole thing. And then the true pieces start to fall into place after that release. Barry, do you have a, a not a too long, but a, 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 I'm trying to think, a, a little example of that for like for yourself or for someone you've worked with that can help the listeners to really understand what you're talking about? Yeah. So let's say when I was healing the mother wound with my mom, okay, there was a lot of um, perception I had um, before the healing that my mom was criticizing me and was trying to disempower me and I was really angry. I had a lot of anger underneath the surface. Mm -hmm. And and that was making it challenging for me to hear anything my mom was saying because I sure. had so much mm -hmm. pent up anger from so many decades, right? Makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
So what I had to do was decide that the entire story I was telling about my mom needed to go into the fire, mm -hmm. which would mean that I would no longer be defending little pieces of it. But I know this part happened, but she said this, mm -hmm. but she did this, but, 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 but you know, but, all of those, mm -hmm. no, all of it. I had to radically choose that all of that was going to go into the fire. And if there was any little last piece of it that was true, it would come up, right? It would come mm -hmm. up after the fire. Okay. But otherwise, I'd be courageously fearless about releasing my whole view of my mom to the fire. And I didn't have to just do it once, you know, because the egoic protection system is very strong. I had to do it like a number of times. Okay, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it didn't just happen overnight, like magic bomb, you know, like, bam. No, but it was like, I would over and over again, I would have that radical of a decision, like I'm releasing this entire matrix. I'm giving it all to the fire. And I'm asking for spirit to reconstitute it in a truthful way. Mm -hmm. And as I would do that, every time I would do a ceremony like that, what would happen is that I would sit in contemplation following the ceremony and something more true would come into my awareness, mm -hmm. some more true way of perceiving things, more balanced. Mm -hmm. Can you give an example? Like, um, like I would see that what my mom was really doing was helping me to be authentically me. Mm. And really poking at the places where I was being false, where I was avoiding conflict mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be in conflict. I, did, I ran away from conflict for a long mm -hmm. time in my life. Okay. And my mom was so irritated by that because she wanted me to be strong. Mm -hmm. And so she'd mm -hmm. poke at those places where I would try to hide from conflict. Mm -hmm. And then I would be blaming her that she's poking and being mean at me. But really what she was doing was saying, stop being so fake. Interesting. And she was right mm -hmm. about most of those things. I was not standing up and speaking my truth. I was hiding. Okay. So, but I only got to see that after I decided to let go of all the perception I had about my mom. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Yeah. I'm wondering if open-ended questions would help in this uh scenario too. Do you know what open-ended questions are? Yeah. I mean, I think tracking it, you know, for me, it's tracking it through the body. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like if you're, a lot of people get up when the alarm clock goes off and they just like get out of bed and they run out to their day. And what I found out that the first morning time when you're sort of wobbling in and out of mm -hmm. consciousness. Yes. And dream world is like an excellent time to be asking these kinds of questions and navigating inside of you to the answers. So if you have a question you've been working with, it's like, first of all, ask it before you go to sleep and okay. see what dreams come up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you're just waking before you're conscious is actually the most truthful time to access your brain. Is a really truthful time. Yeah. And you can get access to some super clear answers in those early, early waking moments. And if you dawdle there for a while, 
you know, just kind of back and forth without really waking up or without really going to sleep, you can really keep that inquiry going and get a lot of truthful answers in that little zone of time. So I that's a lot how I do my inquiries, you know, about things I'd like to expand my wisdom on. Mm-hmm. During wow. a time Thank like you. that. Thank you for that, because I, I am a dawdler. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so I really like the idea of of asking questions during that time. And um, yeah, I'll have to try that. Thank you. Yeah, it's quite effective. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So do you have anything else to add to the South? I would just say that, um, you know, going through the process of uh, dismantling or becoming aware of your conditioning and then dismantling it, it can be stressful. So do a lot of self-care. Definitely take good care of yourself. And the book has lots of good tips on that. Oh, good. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Let's move to the West. Oh, I got to put my glasses on because I can't read. Releasing attachments was what I picked. Yep. And if we just go back to the story that I told with my mom, mm-hmm. I had to release the attachment to being right. Oh, yes. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a kind of a natural human condition, isn't it? Yeah, because we want, we want to be right. We want to be validated in the victim story. Mm-hmm. And But if you want to be empowered, then you you let go of attachment to the victim story and to being right about that. And you want to open up to the bigger potentials. So letting go of attachments is um, a really huge part of the West. It's like, that's how you set yourself free. Mm -hmm. Because most of the things you're attached to have to do with the conditioning. Okay. And keeping things in the known, the space that you've been aware of, right? The knowing Mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. The, the, you know, the, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't kind of idea. Right. Right. And, you know, Carrie, it's interesting because I'm just, I'm like hearing people saying, but I am right. I am right. (laughs) It's like, it's interesting. I'm just, I'm like hearing these echoes of Mm -hmm. it. And, and tell me if I'm wrong, but what I would say is, yes, you may be right for you, but that doesn't mean it's right for someone else. And being right is very limited. That's true. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you want to insist on being right, then you're not going to actually get a full spectrum on the situation, which would actually educate you and bring you to another level of knowing in yourself beyond what you thought you knew or what you thought you were right about. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be, let's say, have realization, which is delightful, if you really want to, if you want realization, you've got to let go of being right. Mm. If you... Okay, if you want realization, you have to let go of being right. Yes, Can because you, you have to not down know. into that a little bit more. This is kind of like the old story of the the you know the master who had the student come to visit, and uh, the student was just running on and on about everything that the the student knew was true, and I just know this, and I know that, and I know, and I've learned this, mm-hmm. and I've learned all these things, and. And we've all seen those people in class, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I know everything already. And the master started pouring the tea and just kept pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring until it started spilling out of the cup. And the student looks at the master and says, why are you doing that? And the master says, because you have no room in your cup <laughs> to learn anything from me. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what life says to us. Life says, if you're so busy knowing everything, then what am I to teach you? Yes. So that's why letting go of attachments, even to being right, mm -hmm. especially almost to being right, is mm -hmm. to let it go. Maybe you're right, maybe you're not. But if you don't let go of that, then you'll never experience a miracle. Like, for example, okay. I never, I was really sure I was right about my mom, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she's treating me this, she's doing these mean things. And, and, but when I wanted to have a new relationship or a potential for a new relationship with her, that story doesn't leave any openings for that to happen because mm -hmm. if I'm right, she's wrong. Right. And so if I wanted a new relationship with her, I, based on, you know, a, a good foundation, I had to leave the space that that would happen, which means I had to let go of my attachments to being right. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, I now experience with my mom a relationship we've never had. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And it's beautiful. It's very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So I'd much rather have this beautiful, fulfilling relationship I'm now experiencing with my mom than to be right about whatever happened between us before. Yes. Isn't there a saying, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? <laughs> I chose to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and and I think it's a very, um, oh, how do I say, I, I, you know, a, a lot of sayings aren't they don't really withstand the the test of time, but I do think that one does. It does. And, and I think the reason why this is true is because life is trying to teach us the power of things like forgiveness and gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so even within one person, there are many masks that come up within one person, many personas mm -hmm. inside that one person. And so if you look at it like Rumi says, we are not um, a drop in the ocean. We're the entire ocean in a drop. All mm -hmm. life is asking you is what part of the ocean do you want to interface with this person? Oh, nice. I like that. Where you put that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so anything's possible inside that person. So what part do you want to interface with inside that person? Mm-hmm. And then call that forth instead of the story that you're so right about. Call call this other potential forward inside that person, and then experience the joy of that. I mean, mm -hmm. because they can people can be anything. Right. They're not fixed. Right. Right. I like that. That's excellent. That's. I think that's a good place to leave the West. Okay. <laughs> no, that was perfect. Okay, let's go to the North, and I picked the Ark of Ancestry. Yes. And so the Ark of Ancestry explains why things are so stuck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because we are storytellers. Yes. <laughs> we can't help it. We can't help but tell stories. We're designed this way. So the thing is, when we start telling stories about our ancestors and about our descendants, that keep things locked into place on a certain trajectory. Hmm. And at this point, we don't want to keep that trajectory. We want to change the trajectory to something more beneficial. Hmm. Let's just say on Earth, if we didn't do any consciousness work right now and we just kind of let it slide, mm -hmm. we would be facing the fifth extinction. 
because right. that's the trajectory, mm -hmm. right? So what's happened though, is that there's a lot of people on the planet, including anybody listening to this broadcast, who came in and said, that's an interesting challenge. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's come in and embody as human and then remember ourselves as soul and change the story and, and change the trajectory of the planet. And that's what's happening right now. And so how does it happen? It happens by recognizing the momentum tunnel that gets created when we simply keep doing the same thing over and over and over again across generations and generations and using um, consciousness tools and energy practices to disrupt that um, momentum mm -hmm. and to, to pull out another potential. Oh, interesting. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we've been pulling out different potentials. So many, many, many people have been involved in this work and their own personal lives and thinking, well, I'm just doing that in my personal life. How is that impacting the planet? That is affecting the planet because we're all connected. Right. And so what, what one person's working on improves the lives of everyone. Right. Right. So although we've been doing it discreetly, now we're starting to do it collectively. Um, and that's just going to um, amplify it because when we're doing it collectively, knowingly doing it, looking at each other's eyes and say, I've been doing this for the last 30 years. <laughs> or, I've been doing this the last 50 years or whatever. <laughs> or I've been doing this the last two years, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we look at each other and go, yeah, we're doing this together. Now it amplifies it. It's even stronger because we know we're doing it not only individually, but collectively now, it makes it even more potent. And that's why you start to see like um, certain things take on faster or um, consciousness is rising. Like there's like say more um, gluten-free options, you know, just as mm -hmm. a, like a silly example. Like mm -hmm. there's more like um, vegan options. There's more, you know, that's just like more awareness of those kinds of consciousness things because it's out there. Mm -hmm. And we've been working on it all together separately. Right. Right. Interesting. And do you have uh, methods in the book to help with moving into that, in, into that newer consciousness or more expanded consciousness? There's a lot of tools in the book and I give okay. examples. So I think the main thing is the realization, Janine. It's like mm. when you realize that you are part of an ancestry mm -hmm. that especially if you had ancestors many generations ago who were conscious of being part of a um a lineage and were able to access timelessness now this is another piece mm -hmm. accessing the timeless self which that's how shamans um dream the new world into being Hmm. And, and so in the book, I do talk about, I give an example, my own personal example of my great, 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 great grandfather, you know, six generations ago, Cherokee, hmm. dreaming me into being. Hmm. And so here I am, having been dreamed into being by him on the Trail of Tears. Hmm. And because I was dreamed into being in such a way as to be able to access my timeless self. And because he already knows how to access his timeless self, 
now we're connected through timelessness. Mm-hmm. And it actually had a huge healing that I talk about in the second wave and book and, and also in this book uh, where he was reconnected with me by a soul retrieval. Mm. Wow. By a Cherokee shaman, mm-hmm. medicine, medicine person. Mm. Oh, I got shivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, so right now that's the opportunity is for us to realize that everything is an arc of ancestry. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to arc forward seven generations Mm-hmm. To dream the world into being for our descendants, and we're gonna and we're dreaming a world that's beautiful with clean water, and mm-hmm. beautiful oceans and healthy jungles and you know far less um, shopping malls and more um, more nature everywhere and healthy strong animals and birds and and butterflies and bees and plants. You know, I mean, this is when we set the vision forward by all the consciousness dreamers, then mm-hmm. we manifest that potential because anything that's been dreamed must be. Oh, interesting. Mm. That's why I'm so excited mm-hmm. about creating sacred dreamers and, and earth keepers on the mm-hmm. earth. That's why I'm so excited every time somebody says I want to be in inner medicine. I say, yay, because that's another conscious dreamer for the mm-hmm. planet. I'm always happy, excited. I can see why, yes. <laughs> yeah, because it's not just um, like a course. I'm not just, you know, right. it's not just a training program. I'm like actually birthing somebody who's going to dream dreams into being for the seven generations from now. That's very exciting. That is. So, okay. So what is the course that you you teach that is meant to create dreamers in dreaming uh, the future into being yeah it well it's inner medicine (laughs) okay i I make it really easy it's inner medicine it's it's waking up to who you are in truth and the way that i do that is i leverage this um, beautiful medicine from the andes mountains in the form of the mesa and inside Mm -hmm. the mesa anything you place inside there is your soul um, is benefiting you, you as a soul and as okay. a human. And so what I chose to put in there, as I said, well, let's put your gene keys chart inside there. Mm-hmm. Let's, mm-hmm. let's put all your gene keys in there. For those people who don't know what that is, it's based on your time and date of birth, and it's related to human design. Human design. Mm-hmm. But it's basically, it gives you a soul map of your soul's curriculum. It's like, oh, I'm here to work on... Um, turning stress into stillness. Okay, I'm here. You know, it has that kind of map for you. Mm-hmm. So I just said, let's just put that from the Himalayas and the I Ching and the Gene Keys, and we'll put that in the center of the Mesa. And well, it's lightning is what happened. It's fast. Mm, that's exciting. It's so exciting. It really <laughs> it's really is. It's, it's really fun. fun. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that you should talk about the Gene Keys because when uh, I use the Genius Insight, which is a biofeedback, really powerful biofeedback program. And one of the libraries that I downloaded to use with people is the Gene Keys. So that gets worked into uh, when it's when it's analyzing the person's voice and picture of where they're at, the Gene Keys gets rolled in there. And um, I always make sure to check those and 
pull those frequencies into the the tray that gets analyzed that then they listen to. Yeah, it's like and it, I lo the thing I love about it is that yes, it's a system. It is a system, but it's based on like the I Ching and the cultivation of the mm -hmm. I Ching is how many thousands of years of inquiry oh, yes. by by Buddhist monks and such. So I was like, come on, this is some wise stuff. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's really mm -hmm. wise, and the fact that it's also a, a model that gives you a place to shift um, from one place to another. So it's um it's a discovery model mm -hmm. and it's um it's a model of the middle way about how to learning how to navigate polarities and it's a model of um shifting yourself from one side of the polarity to another consciously knowing where you're going that's beautiful that's why i prefer this to like you know diagnoses and dead end labels like that doesn't mm -hmm. leave you anywhere to grow right i i want to leave people with some place to grow Yes. And I think human design in general is is like that. Human design is so powerful. I have a friend, Emily. I think she's going to be a powerhouse human design facilitator. She just, she's just so intuitive about it besides all that she's studied. And she's just created this wonderful way of using human design for people. I'm really excited about her doing that because I think human design is can really help you to understand really who you are yeah and when you see it you realize you're by design that means you're not broken yes right right you know which is also the thing i don't like about the psychotherapy model it's like trying to make you broken you're not broken you just don't understand yourself yet yes. when you understand yourself you'll get really excited by the whole thing it's very yeah. exciting actually yeah, it really is. And I can always tell when somebody, because um, I've got a lot of hanging gates in my throat, and um, I can always tell when somebody uh, connects me into a channel because I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm like, wow, I can't shut up. You must be, you must be, uh, in, in our human design charts must be connecting in the throat somehow. <laughs> Probably. I have a throat chakra. Yeah, I have throat work this lifetime. Messenger, you know. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay, so let's go to the East. And what did I write down for the East? I wrote down remembering why you came here. Well, that's, we're already starting yeah. to talk about that. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, remembering why you came here. I mean, that's the whole point of doing the inner medicine training or any spiritual inquiry is to remember why you came here. Because once you remember why you came here, you can get to work at that thing. You, you, you can get busy with that thing, whatever that thing is, whatever the thing is you came here to be or do or have or whatever. You can get busy with that, and then that's very enriching. Mm -hmm. And that feels good because you're on track, like you're on what they call the golden line. You're walking your golden path. You're doing what you came here to do and be. That's perfect. And, you know, the truth of the matter is when you, by the time you get through the whole chart and, and you and you really integrate everything you have this dawning realization that actually working through your chart is why you came here mm. and and the whole series of lessons is why you came here the whole lessons of your life the experiences of your life is why you came here and then you can just relax and be here which is awesome in mm -hmm. itself 
Right. You know, and then at some point, if you get your downloads or your realizations about how something could be improved for everyone else, then you're in the right spot to do it because your soul wisdom is shining through you and your your know-how is right there. You're connected with the planet. You'll get you'll get connected synchronistically to exactly the right people and the synarchy to bring right. that thing into into fruition. And, and bam, you're like, wow, I'm in my lane. This is great. And it feels really good. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, when you're on the right path, the right people, the right things just like pop in and um, you get the help you need or the information you need or um, when the synchronicities are really flowing, it's you, you just know you're you're there. You're doing what you should be doing. And that's why for all the people that we started off talking about who are like feeling depressed or sad or like suicidal, it's like that's why you don't want to stop because like you want to get to this place. Mm -hmm. where you remember why you came here, where you feel excited about being here, where you like, you might still have some difficult days, but it's like, it's in a context and overall context that makes it really enriching to be here. And that's, mm -hmm. that's really why you want to keep persevere. I agree. Cause it does feel good when you, when you know, when you just that have that inner knowing that you are doing what you came here to do. Yep. Or and you're like, being, you're being your part of the puzzle of mm -hmm. heaven on earth. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You're, you're, you're accomplishing your mission because it really would suck to end up on the other side and realize you, you were here for the X number of years and you didn't do what you came here to do. <laughs> and then they'll be coming back again to do it anyway. So there's no escaping um, <laughs> the mission that your soul has for you. Um you're going to come back anyway. So might as well just stick around and while you're here and work through the puzzle and get some support. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, this has been, I, I think this has been a great, uh, a great conversation, Carrie. Uh, how would you like to wrap up? I would just say um, I encourage everyone to get connected with mother earth. You know, this is one, one way I'm offering. This is one avenue. There's lots of avenues for getting connected with mother earth wisdom. And so whatever calls you forward, you know, to become one with mother earth, I recommend it. Just really get immersed in that. And then you're going to be clued in, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's really a good deal when you get those insights, right? That go left instead of right. And then you yeah. find out later if I wouldn't have read right, that would have been really bad for me. I know. I hate it when I, I don't mean, listen. I like, ah. <laughs> you kind of want to get those insights, you know, just for yeah. your own personal preservation. So right. Right. Um, I think it's a good to be clued in to Mother Earth. Uh, and I recommend everybody does it. And the more of us that do it, the better off we all are. So that's that's really my encouragement. Okay, awesome. Okay, oh, so uh, a little bit about your website and what you offer people. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So obviously I teach inner medicine mm -hmm. and uh, I love it and it's fun and it's super juicy and exciting and discovery. And um, I also wrote a lot of books and some of them you might enjoy. My website has all those on there. And I'm also a podcaster, just like Janine. So I interview mm -hmm. people all the time. I love it. I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> it is so much fun. And uh, these conversations elevate me as well. So mm -hmm. yes. um, yeah. And then if you want to get the first chapter of Inner Medicine, I've also recorded an audio of it. Oh, uh, nice. 
Yeah, you can get that at the website, kerryhummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com forward slash inner medicine, all one word. Okay. Um, yeah, and you'll get that. And then you'll also get invited to the free event that's on Earth Day, um, which is a ceremony to honor Mother Earth and to say thank you. And uh, it, it'll be healing as well. You'll get some healing from it. And that's a virtual global ceremony on Earth Day. And then if you're in the Austin area, you can join us at Unity Church later in the afternoon where we're doing a live in-person one. So oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. The details and, are all at the website. Yeah. Oh, great. And Earth Day, just as a reminder for everyone, is the 22nd of April, correct? 22nd of April. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Just so everybody knows. And what time? Just so we can all uh, get it set in our heads. Yes, the global event um, mm -hmm. on Earth Day is 422, <laughs> um, and it's at 2 o'clock Central, which is Central. Uh, okay. 3 o'clock Eastern. Mm -hmm. And then if you're coming out in Austin and you're um, going to be joining us live in Austin, Texas, it's at uh, 430 Central is the mm -hmm. live event. Nice. And you can get my um, the Inner Medicine book um, on pre-order. So at any time, it's okay. uh, already available. Okay. So pre-order through your website or through the major Amazon. booksellers. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Carrie. This has been fun again. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me on again. I appreciate you and everyone listening. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, this has been really good. And I really, I want to say that I really honor you for the journey that you've taken and the work that you do. I, I, I really do think that it's it's important and it's it's needed, especially now. And I guess that's why we're here now, because this is the time when light workers are really needed. Yeah, this is the time when light workers are needed and we're needed to know that what we're feeling, sensing and knowing is true. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, stick to your guns on that everyone or to your flowers. <laughs> Guns or flowers, either one. Whatever works for you, yeah. Guns and roses, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, my dear. This has been thank delightful. You. Okay, everyone, remember, the podcast website is realjanine.com, where you can listen to and download episodes. And you can also listen to, I create video slideshows, and I put them on BitChute and Rumble. And I get, this is not a terribly controversial conversation, so it'll go on YouTube. Uh, YouTube doesn't really like me anymore, but they will let me put up uh, conversations like this one. So please help out and subscribe. Do you know someone who would find my conversation with Carrie inspiring and empowering? I I'm pretty sure you do. So please, please share the love. And until next time, take care and be